Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hello, it's Mark Sorrell with the Plan Vision Podcast, and I want to discuss a component of financial modeling, which we do all the time. It's a big part of our business. We enjoy it. And we think we provide good value in that area. A big factor in these analysis is the rate of return that we use. And we generally use conservative numbers, as our clients would know. I think it's wise and safer to do this. And I explain to my clients that they really have to be careful on how they interpret the data that's produced. But we use fixed projections. And for the most part, we focus on 5% pre-retirement returns and 3% post for invested money. But our clients can use whichever numbers they like, and we're fine with that. But these numbers have their limitations. And and before I go into this, I do want to mention many people have bulletproof plans. Plans are going to be great unless they make personally some big blunders or just very unfortunate or something strange happens to them. And I'm discussing returns here. And this is how investments present their performance. It's how we evaluate these things. What did they earn for the people that put money in or how did fixed investments pay? So there are two important points I want to make before I get into these examples and the reason for, for this discussion. First of all, that market investments, average rates of returns, are volatile. Now, they can have the same number or the same average rate of return, which is how they're presented, as a fixed investment, but they can produce different results, and this can be risky. So I'll get into the example of that in a moment. And this, as I'm going through this exercise, I think this is why retirees should be very, very careful about how they invest. And I would encourage him to err on the side of being cautious. And I think it's incredibly valuable to retirees, especially those who have more marginal plans, to introduce stability into their life. So as I mentioned in our models, we use 5% and 3%. And so in this example here that I'm going to walk you through, that's what I did. I took 5% and $10,000 was invested, let's just say in a CD or term deposit, and it earned 5% for 10 years. And that turned out to be 16440 No additional funds were put in, compounded annually. Well, how does that compare to a variable investment that gets the same average annual rate of return? Well, it depends on what those returns are. So here's an example that I used. First year, investor got 5%. Big loss the next year of 22%. Then it was up for several years, 10%, 15%, 2%, 30%. Down three, up 11, down eight, and then up 20%. Not a bad finish. Well, the average rate of return is the same. And in this particular example, the investor had $16,347. They're only off by $100. And to me, that's close enough. Okay. So in this case, with how these returns worked out, the investor's performance was almost the same as if they had their money in a fixed account. And the returns would have been reported as being the same. Here's another example. $10,000 invested, no contributions, first year 10%, then 8, then 30, then minus 3, then up 15, up 9, down 11. So really only two bad years so far, up 24, up 16, and down 48%. So that's a that's a bummer, isn't it? But not unprecedented, big bad year in the market. The average rate of return for the analysis I just went over is 5%. Same rate of return. The investor, though, only has $12,500. That is significantly less than $16,440. And this is what they talk about, the sequence of returns rate uh, uh, risk. So 
I do point this out that even if we're using a fixed rate of return in the model, you may not get the same number depending upon how your variable investments perform. So some people ask about the value of Monte Carlo simulation. Won't this build this into the model? Well, what I don't like about it is that we simply don't know the future. And I've seen examples with Monte Carlo simulation where the projection has gone from essentially a lock one year, 99%, to roughly 55, 60, 65% the next year, just because there was one bad year. Now, the model should have known that that was going to happen, and the model should build in higher expectations for the future. So I don't like people making decisions based upon Monte Carlo simulation. Now, some people like it based upon how it works in other areas, but for me, it doesn't work so well in the financial services modeling. Anyways, important to keep these limitations in mind as you think about your plan and understand the difference between variable investments and fixed investments and how you can integrate them together in your investments. Thank you for listening to the Plan Vision Podcast. Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered. 